Hey guys, Abel here, back with my first uh, check-in episode after some time. I'll try to make these to be video check-ins in the future, but now it's kind of late and dark. So I'll keep this one an audio one, but I'll be displaying some pictures here. So it might be worthwhile to hang in here on the video and check the visuals as well. So I try to get into the habit of doing these check-in videos every week. And what I'll try to do in these episodes is pick a topic each time and talk about that and not limit it solely to talking about how my training week went because that can get dry and kind of boring real fast because it would be all the time about, yeah, this week I progressed in weight and reps again. And then this week I did it again. (laughs) So um, instead I'll have some themes on which I'll try to do these check-in videos. So I have a couple of things I'd like to address in this episode. One is where I am body composition-wise right now and what I'd like to accomplish, not just in this upcoming training cycle, but in this upcoming year and how this particular training cycle is going to fit into that. And then I'd like to talk about where I am diet-wise and how I plan to go forward and then address a few things about how I'm going to modify this SSD training cycle for myself in this upcoming two or three months. So if that sounds good, then uh, let's roll forward. So first things first, where am I body composition wise? I'm around 85 kilos, so about 187 pounds for American listeners or whoever measures things in pounds. I'm about 12% body fat at the moment, which is pretty good, but it's important to add that right now I'm on a carb-based diet. So my diet is fairly high in fruits and veggies right now. Uh, This is something that I just wanna run with for a while until I feel good. So right now I'm not on a carnivorous or or a zero-carb diet by any means. My diet is mainly carb-based with a moderate amount of fat and protein in it. And uh, that's something to take into account when looking at my body weight. It would actually be interesting to see how much I would weigh if I was on a carnivorous diet again, and I wouldn't have all the residue from the food and all the extra glycogen and water retention because of the carbs. But my guess is that I would be somewhere between 81 and 83 kilos. And it would also be interesting to see how much I would have weighed in this picture that I posted on a few platforms, such as Instagram and uh, also here on YouTube under a couple of videos, which was a few months back. And um, actually, to this day, this photo turned out to be my all-time best, probably, which is funny because it was just a random pic that I shot after one of my workouts back uh, a few months ago. Uh, But I don't think I looked better than on this photo thus far. And I was around 10% body fat on this one, and I believe I was weighing around 80 kilos on an all-meat diet. So I was eating zero carbs at this point. So it would be also interesting to see how much I would have weighed on this picture had I been on a car-based diet because I most probably would have weighed somewhere between 82 and 84 kilos. So it's hard to tell if I have more muscle mass now than I had back then. I would like to think that I do, but it's something to keep in mind when you hear that, man, this guy weighs X and his body fat percentage is X because what type of a diet uh, someone's eating can strongly influence their body weight. But regardless, all in all, I'd say that I'm in a good spot body comp-wise and I hope to get a few percentages closer to my genetic potential this year. And with that, I'd like to get into what my main goal is with my physique, 
and that is for the most part bringing up my abs. <laughs> and this is something that I talked about earlier and I made the resolution, so to speak, for myself that I'll make a strong push towards prioritizing training my abs. You can hear several podcast episodes of me talking about it. And I always started out with it. And I had maybe one training cycle where I was consistent with it. And I trained my abs at least two or three times a week for three to six sets per session. And then I always sort of rationalized myself out of doing it with the dominant reason being that it's just not very enjoyable to train abs, to say the least. I mean, there are many issues with ab training. For one, it's really hard to train your abs in a way that doesn't at least cause a discomfort in your back. And I mean, that's something that I would be willing to suck up. But when you do it with the lingering fear or at least doubt in your mind that, well... Am I slowly working towards a spinal injury right now? Or is this something that I can keep doing for months and years on end? Then it's a little tricky to be consistent with it. So that is one issue. The other issue is that app training is just inherently annoying. I mean, it's hard to facilitate progressive overload with it. On some exercises, it's easier than on others. But for example, with reverse crunches, which are a great exercise, but it can be just tricky to overload it and snatch a dumbbell in between your feet in a way that it's stable. Same thing with hanging leg raises. Um, with decline crunches or sit-ups, you can your, your form can vary as you move up in weight because your back starts getting involved to different degrees. So app training is just general a pain in the ass. So I'm still to decide on what my system is going to be but I will try to find a way in which I can implement regular app training into my routine in the least invasive way or the most seamless way. So one thing I know already that it won't work out in the long term is uh, putting some app work to the very end of my training sessions because it will just inevitably lead to me skipping it. I mean, when you're tired and fatigued at the end of a heavy session, gathering yourself together and to bang out a few sets of weighted crunches or sit-ups is you know, quite an undertaking. So Maybe I'll do it in the beginning of my workouts, or maybe I'll get into the habit of doing some app training at home, maybe as a part of my morning routine, and I'll just start the day with some weighted crunches here on the floor or something. Uh, but I'll have to consult about this with Berge and uh, some people I trust. But the point is that I think it would be foolish of me not to prioritize the point in my physique that is arguably the biggest hole in the entire picture, because honestly, having a well-developed core and just a good-looking midsection is possibly the thing that makes or breaks the appeal of a male physique. I mean, let's get real here. That's the thing that we all notice first on a body. And if someone has really well-developed delts and impressive chest, decently-looking arms, but just a very underwhelming core that looks more or less untrained, it can basically make someone look like they don't even lift. I mean, I'll put up two pictures here for you. And the difference in muscle mass between the two pictures is somewhere between 5 and 10 kilos, so 11 to 20 pounds. And the average person would have to look at it for a while to actually see that the person in the later picture is actually considerably more muscular because of the lack of core development. So while for most people it's true that if you're at a low-ish percentage body fat and you have compound lifts in your program like squats, chin-ups, overhead presses, a deadlift variation, then you will have decent abs, it's true. 
but there still are some folks who will need to train their abs directly to have a great six-pack. And this is just something that we often need to wrap our heads around, that sometimes we are the negative exception to the rule, which sucks, makes make no mistake, but realizing the challenge is the first step in actually overcoming the challenge. So um, app training for me is absolutely necessary to get to a point where I can actually get out of my training what I signed up for in the first place, which is to, you know, look good naked. Um, so having regular app training is going to be one big modification from my previous training cycle. Then another one is going to be including some movements that I was reluctant to do earlier, one being Bulgarian split squats, which are a brutal movement. And for a long time, I have been doing reverse lunges and unilateral leg presses as single leg movements, which can be great to include in your program. But with reverse lunges, I often ran into the, pr the problem of poor terminal consistency, meaning that it was tough to track my progress due to an inherent variance in the length of my strides and how far I reached back with my rear leg. And with unilateral leg presses, I frequently ran into the niggles or little niggles and irritation in my hip slash groin area. So I'm excited and somewhat fearful, uh, but more so excited to implement some Smith Machine Bulgarian split squats, which will allow me to stay upright and just beat the shit out of my quads without messing up my hips in the meantime. And then I will also reintroduce some uh, back squats after, I want to say like three years, which is pretty crazy to say, but... I have long been doing other variations of the squat. I played around with Zercher squats a lot, which are great, but with the Zercher squat, the core is a little bit too much of a limiting factor. So I will reintroduce back squats and see how much I can progress with them. I'm assuming that I will be weak as fuck in the beginning and uh, I will have to start well south of 100 kilos, but I hope that in a few months I can be well north of 100 kilos for sets of eight or so. I will uh, also try a really high training frequency for my delts, which, as I talked about in my last progress update episode with Berge, have a really poor work capacity. So my rep drop-off is huge over the course of two or three sets. So with straight sets, they go something like 15, 7, 4. And with my reps, it would be something like 15, 3, 2, or 3, 15, 3, 3, 2. So... I will try to train them six or so times a week to get some more high quality volume work over the week. And then I will also modify my rep ranges for both my delts and my arms. So whereas normally we would recommend that you start out with sets of 15 or so in the SSD cycle, I will start out with sets of 30 for some exercises like bicep curls and tricep extensions. And I will gradually go down to sets of 15 over two or three months to play it as safe as possible for my connective tissue. I mean, um, I'm a guy with a small bone structure. My uh, wrist is about six and a half inches, uh, which both makes my arms stubborn for growth. And it makes my elbows particularly prone to flare-ups. So this is just something that uh, God gave me, <laughs> and I will need to work with it. And uh, I would say that my arms are almost as stubborn as my abs, but unlike my core, my arms actually look relatively okay, because at least I have a relatively large peak because of my short muscle belly, which is bad in the sense that its growth potential is small, but at least it creates the illusion of it being bigger than it actually is. So I'm not particularly concerned about bringing up my arms as much as I'm about improving my abs. And besides these things, my biggest priority is uh, something else, which is sleeping. So I will really 
uh, try to make an effort to sleep about uh, 56 hours per week, so about eight hours on average. You know, um, for the past two or so months, I've been sleeping relatively well after essentially being semi-sleep deprived for a good year and a half. And I can tell that it's just a different way of being when you're well-rested. I mean, I think clearer and faster. I'm a better partner for my girlfriend. I'm a better companion for the people around me. And I have a much easier time being consistent with my diet. So it's just a better life to be lived in a well-slept state. So I will prioritize sleep ahead of many other things. And some things like social life will have to suffer for it every once in a while. Because I feel like I had my fair share of YOLO living for a while now. And now it's time to actually be a better functioning human instead. Um, So those are my plans in a nutshell. I'm excited to get back to these check-in slash progress update episodes. I will do them either on Mondays or on Thursdays. I'm yet to be deciding which day it will be. But I may alternate between them. Um, But I will try to be consistent with it, and I'm excited to share how things are going and also just talk about a couple of cool subjects. And also, guys, um, your feedback actually helps me a lot. So if you have any questions about exercise select or whatever, really, it doesn't really matter what the question is about, uh, feel free to use the comment section, and uh, I will be sure to cover all of those things in future episodes. So this is episode one of SSD cycle number two. Uh, And yeah, see you in the next episode and look forward to checking in soon. So yeah, have a happy Thursday night, guys. See you next time. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode and liked what you heard. And if you did, then I think you definitely love our SSD training and nutritional course that we recently put out with Birgia Fuggerly. This program not only contains a 12-week phasic training program that you can use to time efficiently and safely build the best body you can, but also gives you four plus hours of video lectures about managing your nutrition and lifestyle to not only look good, but feel and perform optimally. And besides this, you will also be getting some really awesome bonuses like Birge Fagerli's Myo Reps and Zero Carb ebook. So if this sounds interesting to you, then go ahead and check out sustainableselfdevelopment.com. And of course, to not miss out on future episodes like this, subscribe to the podcast and you'll be up to date on everything we'll be putting out. So thank you for hanging around up until now and see you next time.